Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to my hungry athletes worldwide. This is Coach Chaz coming to you live. Are you hungry for more? If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please, I'm asking you to subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and check out the YouTube channel at Hungry Athlete, or you can just search up my name, C-H-A-Z-Z-G-U-E-R-R-A, and you'll be able to find the podcast on YouTube over there. The podcast I want to bring to you guys today is a podcast. I just want to talk to you guys. It's been a little while and there's a lot of things that I've been going through and I just want to pose a couple questions to you guys and I also want to just give a little bit of guidance from my journey to yours. And so patience. Patience is something that I've learned to grow with. Patience is something that you know, these aren't qualities that are necessarily given to you. Like you're not necessarily given patience in a gifted bag or you're not given patience as a present. Usually you get patience through hard activities or you get patience through waiting when you didn't think you needed to wait or times where you might have been disappointed waiting for someone, whether they be a friend, a parent, a family member, just somebody. And we had to grow our patience in order to keep our sanity. And so this podcast is about waiting. This podcast is about the things that I've learned through waiting. I've been waiting for a couple things, you know, these things are out of my control, but inevitably I have been waiting. And so the first point that I want to get to you guys is that whatever you're doing, do not attach yourself to the result. I know you might want to be a champion. I know you might want to get out that book. I know you might want to get that raise or get that money at the end of the week, but you cannot attach yourself to the result of what you're doing. And when you do, when you attach yourself to the result, you're almost foregoing the process that you're going through in the present. You're almost just, just forgetting what's going on in the present moment to focus on something that hasn't even happened yet. And so when you attach yourself to the result, you take yourself out of the present. And there's so much blessings. There's so many things that you could be doing in the present that could take you towards the result. And so when I tell you to not attach yourself to the to the result, let the result happen as a natural process of the process. So say I'm going through a piece. I'm actually learning a piano piece right now. It's called Arabasque by um, um, Claude Debussy. And in this piece, it's very long. Oh, it's not very long. It's actually just difficult. And I have to practice each stanza um, at least 20, 40 times. Like this is what I'm doing on the regular. I have to practice these stanzas, um, the left and the right hand by themselves. And I got to bring the right hand and the left hand together by the time I finally got them together. But that's part of the process. I can't just skip to knowing the entire piece. I can't just skip to, you know, writing out all the notes on the piece and then it magically happens. No, there are different things in the process. There are different things in the learning process that we have to go through. There are different adjustments that we have to make in our brain, in our bodies to make sure that we are prepared for the results of finishing a song or working that job or being a good spouse. You know, these different things add to the final result, but there is no true final result. If when I finish this song, I don't practice it ever again, that's something that's gone. You know, that knowledge will be gone. I can't keep that knowledge forever unless I practice and practice and practice. 
And so when I tell you not to attach yourself to the result, I really do mean you have to attach yourself to the process, you know, get, get used to the process that gets you to that result. And once you implement that thing, whether it's just, you know, you practicing every day, you, you getting out there every day, or you applying to different jobs every single day, you know, you have to attach your, you have to look at the work that you're actually putting in to get that result, as opposed to fantasizing and dreaming about the result and it being there. Okay. So break down what you want in your life into small steps so that you can, you know, look at those steps and be a little bit more reasonable. Be like, all right, I'm going to do two stanzas today, or, okay, I'm just going to go and do four different workouts today, as opposed to doing eight in one day. So that's one thing that I want to get to you guys. And the next thing I want to get to you is that you have to occupy your time and focus doing what you need or want to do. And this is going to be a little bit more of a vulnerable moment, but I've had a problem with smoking weed most of my life or a good part of my adult life. And this is a good time of my life where I have support from my friends. I have support from my families and they trust and believe in me to live a sober life, to live a focused life, to live to where I don't feel the need to say smoke weed every day or go out every single weekend. That's not the part of my life that I'm in anymore. You know, when I was in college, it was a little different when I was in high school, you know, whether I was trying to be cool or whether I was trying to escape a little trauma, you know, everybody goes through a little trauma, but you can't stay in that space. You have to focus. You know, it was a, I had a conversation with my sister or I talked to my sister at one point and she said, you know, that's a depressant, right? You know, so think about that. You know, the things that we put into our body, are they depressing us? Are they bringing life to us? Is it taking away from my focus? Is it adding to my focus? And we got to be really honest and true to ourselves when we, when we ask these questions, because we can end up putting ourselves on a path that's harder to go off of the later on in life that we have, or later on in life that we choose to disembark off that path. And so how are you occupying your time? Are you doing what you need to do? Are you doing what you need to get to that result, whether it's the job or whether it's you could be working on your business, you could be working on your relationship with your friends or your family or your loved ones. You know, what are you doing to occupy your time? You know, there are so many distractions that we have in this world, social media, you know, just the different legalized drugs. And there are so many issues in the world, so much pain in the world that we could be focusing on. You know, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to us, we have to make sure that we're good so that we can take care of other people. Because if we're not good trying to take care of other people, you know, we, we're, we're not doing them a good, a, a good service. We're going to end up having to save ourselves later. You know, there, there's a reason flight attendants say, put on your mask first before you put on another person's mask. Without being able to help yourself, you can't help other people. You're doing a disservice to those other people. And so, you know, you have to occupy your time. You really do. And it might be difficult whether you're employed or unemployed or, you know, say you're figuring out your 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 status right now. I understand. I've been there. I've worked 40, 50 hours in a week. I've worked four or five hours in a week. I've been unemployed. This is a, a season of my life where 
I'm not necessarily working for a salary. I'm not necessarily working 40 hours a week, but I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm not going to let it stop me from getting to this money, taking care of my people and taking care of myself. And I might've said that in, in the, not the wrong order, but I might've said that in the true order that I feel. But when it gets down to it, you can't just let other people decide what you're going to do or what you have to do. You have to decide what that is. You need to focus, journal that down and be like, all right, what do I really want to do? Who am I really? What are my skills? What, what, what makes me happy? And so once you understand that, you have to understand the role of the distractions that are in your life. This is point number three now. Understand the role of the distractions that are in your life. Do you always have a messy room? Are you always on social media? Do you always say yes to your friends whenever they ask you to hang out or whenever they ask you to do something for you? You know, you have to manage those distractions in life because those distractions will happen. The distraction of wanting to be cool, wanting to be, you know, the best for this person or wanting to be, you know, everything for everyone. It's just not possible. And I'm going to tell you that firsthand right now. You cannot be everything for everyone. If you thought you could do that, I want you to hear me loud and clear. You cannot be everything for everyone. And you have to understand that social media has a lot to do with how we're acting right now. A lot of us, we're constantly checking our phones, constantly checking for approval. We're constantly checking to see if you know, we have those likes or we have those DMs in our in our inboxes. You know, these things, you know, chemically they give us joy. But when it gets down to it, it is not the same as receiving a hug from your friend or having a conversation with a friend that you haven't had in a long time. You know, social media cannot replace those different things that we have evolved to do. We're social animals. We're social people. If you don't like hearing that you're an animal, but if you're not socializing in real life, if you're not doing the work in real life or say, you know, you're doing the work in real life and you're putting it out there, you know, it has to start from somewhere, though. It really does have to start from somewhere. And if you don't understand the role that the distractions in your life are playing, whether it's, you know, turning up on the weekends, whether it's smoking weed, whether it's being with your friends or you know, however, what, or even isolating yourself. A lot of people nowadays, they isolate themselves with games or um, Netflix. Understand the roles that these things have in your life. Maybe you have to spend some time, you know, turning your TV around. Maybe you have to spend some time, you know, spending a day off of um, social media. Or maybe you could spend a week not smoking or not turning up with your friends on the weekends. There's a lot that we could do. There's a lot that we can do to minimize the distractions in our lives. And one thing I'll, I'll suggest is, you know, starting with yourself, starting with your room, you know, clean up your room, start making up your bed. You know, if that makes you happy, these different things that get rid of the clutter in our lives will help us to focus, which is in our last point. You know, if you can't, if you don't have a place that is minimized of distractions, it's going to be hard to focus in that place. Think about that. So if you have many distractions in your room, in your life, on your phone, it is natural that it is going to be difficult to focus. So think of one or two things today 
or one or two things in your room or in your life where you can minimize that distraction. And so this is our last point. You know, you got to let things out. You know, you got you to let things out and you got to let things go. And what I mean by that is you can't control the world. You are not God. Stop trying to be God. You cannot influence the emotions of your friends. You cannot influence their actions. All you can do is be the best you. And if you have a mission, if you have something that is uh, really enthralling, that is interesting to people, that makes people want to go onto the bandwagon, sure, cool. But you cannot force anybody to do anything that they don't already want to do or something that they don't have the means to do. So you got to let these things out of your control. You can't force somebody to be a good, I mean, yeah, you can't force somebody to be a good spouse. I'll say that right now. You can't force somebody to be a good spouse. You can't force somebody to be a good teammate. You can't force somebody to be a good mother or father. But what can you do? You can be a good spouse. You can be a good teammate. You can be a good sibling, son, daughter, whatever it may be. You yourself have to control your actions. You can't control whether that job hits you up on Monday or three weeks from now. I've been waiting for uh, some replies for a couple jobs I've been applying for, and it's taking time. You know, I'm not the only person applying for jobs in this world. There's a large job market. A lot of people are finding out what they want to do, and a lot of people are struggling. And so I'm part of that. I'm part of the people who are are trying to work, who are trying to get into that force. But you know what's not in my control? Whether that person says yes or not. What is in my control, though, is me showing off my skills, me letting somebody know why if you don't make this decision, you know, things might go a little awry or things might not be the best way that you want to be. The best thing you can do is let somebody know how you can fit into their image or let somebody know how you can fit into their goals and then, you know, help them out with that. But you cannot control the actions, the responses, the time that you're going to wait. You can't you can't control those different things. I remember last week I'm driving my car. And I've had a little bit of issues with my car recently. I knew it was part of the transmission, but in working with the transmission, in working with my car, you know, my my car is going to take a a, a long time to fix, or it's not even a long time to fix. You know, my car needs to be fixed. And there were certain things that were in my control, such as, you know, getting the transmission done earlier or getting the engine done earlier. But a machine's a machine. And for me to attach myself and be like, you know what, this is my car, this is my forever, you know, I'm going to set myself up for a lot of disappointment in the end. But if I understand what is in my control with my car, you know, I was like, all right, I got my car and, you know, transmission's messed up, but, you know, I could either trade it in and do something with that, get a car note, or I can get my transmission fixed. You know, those are things you got to figure out the options that are in, in your control. And sometimes the options might not be the most favorable. Sometimes it might expect, it might take money out your pocket, honestly. But 
if you can figure out what is in your control and stop letting little things distract you, you know, you'll go much further. You'll you'll stop ignoring the the little pieces in your life that are going a lot awry and just take down those little issues one by one. So patience, man, patience. I was talking to a frat brother of mine and he told me, I, I, I knew I was struggling and he knew I was struggling. And all he said is, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting. And that's all he had to say. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting. That's all. This comes from the poem, If by Rudyard Kipling. I'd like you to read it yourself if you haven't already. But think about that. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting. And then it goes into another part if you can. But don't allow yourself to get tired by waiting. You know, we, we have, you know, 18, 16 waking hours of the day. You know, we sleep by six to eight hours of the day if we're lucky. But just take care of yourself. In the meantime, occupy yourself doing what you love. If you know you have to wait for some results, you know, occupy your time you know, and allow yourself the freedom to not be bogged down by the results of if somebody wants you or if a job wants you or if, you know, you can't spend that time, you know, sober or not, you know, do with people, do it with who, you know, is going to support you, be with those people. And, you know, once you make it through this tough part of your life, you'll remember those people and you'll be able to spend more time and make more joy with them but this is it i appreciate y'all for listening to this podcast i hope that you find the patience in your life thank you so much for everything you've done for me i'm gonna be out stay positive stay blessed i want to thank you for listening to the podcast if you like this episode or the whole podcast if you haven't already leave a review subscribe to the channel this helps other people find the podcast so that they can take away some value in their lives also once again follow me on instagram at c-o-a-c-h-c-h-a-z-z stay hungry stay blessed and stay positive peace